This is the Criterion Podcast. Hey guys, just a quick few announcements before we get into the episode. The music department is having a handful of upcoming events here tomorrow, actually, if you're listening to this on the day of the release. They're having a guest speaker coming by. He is a pretty big deal, a, a Adventist composer, and he is coming to the La Sierra University Church on March 9 at 7 p.m. That's this Friday. Also, the Wind Ensemble is having a performance before they head off to their trip this Saturday, March 10 at 7 p.m. Just one more quick announcement. There's going to be an exciting drama performance at Matheson Hall this Sunday, March 11. It is entitled Festival of One Acts. You don't want to miss it. If you guys want to catch upcoming events and you need a quick link to the OrgSync calendar, feel free to head over to CriterionNow.com and click on the newsletter section where you will find the link to the calendar. Today we have the honor of speaking with Anthony Leon, who is a well-known vocalist and student here at La Sierra University. Uh, we chatted up and talk about many aspects of his vocal career thus far. I am super excited for you guys to hear this chat. It was more casual than anything, and I hope you find value from it because he drops a lot of insights. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode. All right. That yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> okay. All right, we're recording. Uh, all right, guys. So this is something different, but every episode is going to be different. So I hope you guys are enjoying this thing. And audio listeners, uh, we just switched our set. Uh, we moved into the the other room because people are. What are they doing out there, Anthony? They're uh, trimming the trees, you know. <laughs> They're making the campus look pretty. You know? But we are going to go strong and carry on. You were talking about you, your your journey in starting um, in singing. Uh, yeah, do you want to maybe elaborate more on that and then just jump right back into it? Sure. Um, like I said, I mean, I, 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 I grew up uh, playing piano. And, um, I mean, since the age of four, you know, I've been playing piano and since 11, I've been playing the saxophone. Um, but I started singing when I was like basically out of the fresh out of the womb, you know, like, mm. um, uh, because I grew up in a family that it was very musical. I mean, my, my mom's brothers, she has four brothers. They're all doctors or psychologists. And, but at the same time, they're all operatic tenors. And so, and also my dad is a, is a tenor and my mom is a soprano. They all love all that kind of music. And, uh, my dad's family is super musical. I mean, we mentioned that Dr. Rodriguez is my great uncle. He's my dad's uncle, even though they're the same age, funny story there. Oh, but, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah. but I grew up listening to, I mean, in an environment where the three tenors was a, you know, I would be play the laser discs of three tenors at home or, you know, I, I'd listen to the recordings of Luciano Pavarotti and mm -hmm. Facil Domingo and Jose Carreras and all these amazing singers and tenors, you know. And so then I, I, I mean, and Andrea Bocelli and all this stuff, you know. So when I was a kid, um, 
I used to like by the time I I mean by the time I was two or three I knew all the lyrics for La Dona Mobile and like all these famous Italian arias I would sing them wherever I went and I'd <laughs> and I'd get like in family get-togethers I'd get up and and I was like cool this is a this is a limelight this is my time oh, so wow, I'd yeah. I'd go up and then I'd stand up in front of them and I'd close my eyes like Andrea Bocelli pretend to be blind and start singing. <laughs> oh, wow. as I like uh, pretending to be blind and like trying to sing it's so funny <laughs> so um, you were kind of like born to be a tenor huh I, with you know, all that family I didn't have a choice man <laughs> I didn't have a choice uh, for some for some of the people that aren't really uh, aware of like the musical terms and stuff what can you break down what a tenor is and like what what you know what role they play in in the singing uh, space. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, um, you know, and then in, in like a choir and a choir setting is probably easier to talk about. Right. Um, the voice is like, you know, when you get into choir, you audition, you know, you sing la 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 la. Then mm. the director's like, mm, okay, let's go lower. Let's go higher. Let's see what voice you are. And that's a kind of a, um, a controversial subject oh, amongst yeah. a lot of singers. Yeah. In the singing world, it's like putting a label on someone's voice sometimes isn't, isn't doesn't always work. Oh, uh, but um, do you think it's like based on the the singer himself, or I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, like for me, I'm a I'm a like I'm a tenor. Like there's no there's no doubt. Oh, I see. I'm a yeah. tenor. You know, I mean, my range is a tenor range. No 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 doubt about mm-hmm. it. But other people have, you know, I'm gonna get really into really complicated singing yeah. terms right now, but. <laughs> But you know you're you have range, right? How the your lowest note to your highest note, right? Um, and that's your range. But your tessitura—that's mm. the Italian word for like the part of your voice you feel most comfortable singing in. Uh, and it okay. doesn't mean okay. exactly whether your range, you know, because a lot yeah. of a lot of people could have big ranges. Like a lot of people could have really big high notes and still be a, a baritone, mm. like a, which which is like a lower male voice, you know. Yeah. In choir, you have the highest voice being sopranos, and then come the altos, and then the tenors, and the basses, or you know, and you can split basses up into two categories: the really low basses that sing these low notes, and then there's the baritones, which are most guys are around baritone, mm, you yeah. know. That's like the most common voice type for males is like a baritone voice. Um, and I happen to be a tenor that, um, you know, I have a higher male voice, you know, mm-hmm. although, um, and then I could go, I could talk for hours probably about the different voice types and the different repertoire. Yeah, that's that awesome. Voice, you know, that's, that's something yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really big topic in the singing world. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, it depends on the singer where it really, you know, on your right. voice, what God gave you yeah, when yeah, you were yeah. born, you know? Yeah. When you started to develop the type of vocalist you are, can you maybe run through like the processes of like your practices when you were young or, uh, or like just how that, how that happens to, uh, progress your skill set? Well, like I said, I was, um, I was, uh, uh, singing since I was like a little kid, but by the time I was like three or four, I kind of stopped. And mm. I don't really know why. I guess I felt like I didn't really want like all the attention it was bringing me at the time. Because I would, I would, you know, at the time it was kind of like a 
crazy freak of nature thing to have like a two-year-old, three-year-old sing an Italian yeah, artist, sure. right? Yeah, so, that's crazy. so people would like really like people were, you know, they would gather around me in the mall. I just start singing out of nowhere, and the people would just just there'd be a crowd of people. And, and my grandpa tells a story of how that happened one time, and he would step back, and he was like, "I don't know the guy. <laughs> like, I don't know the kid. <laughs> Whose kid is that? I don't know." But um, I guess I didn't like the attention after a while. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm not I'm not ready for this, but I, one day I will be. And when I started, like, a little older, like in, in high school maybe, in junior high even, I would, um, I would listen a lot. I think I've always listened a lot to that kind of music. Um, I've always fascinated me. Just the music just calls me to it. You know, I have, like, this draw to the music. And so then it inspired me to keep listening and practicing. I mean, when I was in junior high and high school, I, um, <laughs> I was a closet shower singer, you know. Um, and, um, I would go in the closet and, and late at night I would say I'm studying, you know, mom, I'm going to go study, you know, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no studying, be done, <laughs> you know, and it's still to this day, I was, <laughs> very little studying happens, but, um, I, I went, um, I would go into my closet where everybody was sleeping so that I wouldn't make any much noise, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd go in there and I'd play a video or a recording of the greats, you know, like Luciano Pavarotti or Andrea Bocelli, and I'd try to imitate them. And I would, with my voice, I'd practice, I'd practice, try to imitate them, you know, like listen, I would listen so closely to every little thing they did. I could, and you know, and now I think that's one of the greatest things that I've done for my singing career is not the practice, it's not the, it's not the roles or anything like that, it's all the listening I've done. I think that's what's really helped me the most out of everything, because now, I have tuned my ears to the th- to little things that have really helped me, you know, and I kind of learned that on my own. There's not really anybody that teaches you that, you know. Yeah. Um, so who who was it that introduced you to the the genre of opera? I mean, if you would call it a, a genre, but you know, like that that type of music, the the style of opera singing, or these individuals that you're you're talking about, like who who was it that kind of put that into your life right well like I said before like I kind of grew up in that environment you know like my family my family was always listening to that kind of stuff and as a kid you know we'd we'd put on those fantastic videos of all those great singers and like the three tenors I remember watching the three tenors for the first time and I would I would watch it day after day every day all the time over and over again and I think it's just I just caught on to it. Just really, it just grasped my attention since then, and I've just never really let go of it. I remember I've always liked that kind of music. I mean, I remember going on iTunes and looking for um, songs by the three tenors of Pavarotti or Domingo or whatever. All these people, and um, and I'd start. I'd be. Li- I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't remember a time when I'd never listened to that music. I've oh, always wow. been listening yeah. to that music. Yeah. And so it's like a really big part of me. But I grew up with a lot of different music too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like all kinds of music. It's not just that music. Um, and I love to play all kinds of music too, but I don't know. There's something about that kind of music. And I knew that, I don't know, I just had a, I had this feeling and I knew that one day I was going to be good at that kind of music. Mm. I don't know. I felt like I had a talent, like a calling to that kind of thing. And, you know, it turned out. Mm. So that brings us to the the opera that you guys are doing right now, the magical flute. Yeah. And I think that's really 
awesome and it's an interesting thing. What what goes on in the process of developing those types of performances? Like, what's your workload like? Well, um, yeah, like you said, we're doing the magic flute at um, here at school at HMA. Um, we um, just finished our first weekend. It went great. I mean, there's a lot of people that turned out, so that was nice. Um, it's um, it's an opera by by Mozart, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Um, who you know, everyone knows Mozart. You know, he's right. like he's a, you know, he's a household name still to this day. You know, uh, Mozart was famous when he lived. Was famous when he died, and he's still famous today. Um, so that's kind of special to be able to do an opera that's his music. You know, um, but it's it, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work. Mm. It's a lot of work to do a, um, a production like that and to learn that kind of music because um, it just it requires a lot of dedication. You know, and you know, being a college kid. You know, being a college student and trying to pass, you know, uh, science in the future yeah, or like, yeah. you know, p- trying to pass math. And yeah. at the same try at the same time, you know, studying these scores and studying this music, mm. you know, the, we're singing the whole thing in German, you know. So it's like uh, at the same time learning a new language almost so you could sing it, you know, um, learning your the blocking, learning um a tons of a ton of things and then then you have to research it you know you mm. i mean then you have to know what you're singing about you know mm. or you, you have to know about i mean you can't it's it's the thing about this kind of music is that it's so deep it's so there's so many things that like went into this kind of thing you know um that you would never know and it would it would affect it definitely affects your performance because it's it just it's just so deep and if you know what it was about you know like Magic Flute was basically Mozart's last opera. He died nine weeks after he premiered it. And most people don't know. I mean, most people wouldn't right, know that. Yeah. But that's something really monumental because this is something in Mozart's late, late life when he was depressed and without any money. And he was like looking in. That's why the opera is like so spiritual. It's like a, it's not common for Mozart repertoire. And that's that's kind of thing, the little things that you have to research. And so doing all this while trying to pass college and stuff like that's a lot. I mean, right now I'm taking, I think it's 21 units. Oh, wow. 22 units or something. I forget. I'm always doing something crazy like that. But, and then on top of that, I do um, chamber singers and the chorale over here and the big band. Wow. So it's a lot, but you know. How has it felt sharing this performance with the audience? You know, it's 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 been really fun. I really love playing uh, Tamino, who's the the, lead, the my my role. He's the prince, which is like the principal role in the opera. Um, it's been super fun because um, the the opera's funny. It's kind of a, it's it's quirky. It's not mm-hmm. like a, it's not like a very serious. You know, you hear about when you think opera, you think of these dramatic Italian stories or these German, you know, huge huge like very serious dramatic things with this fat lady with the viking horns right, on right, and right. you know all this stuff but it's you know it's not all like that you know this opera is, is it's, it's lighthearted it's quirky and it's fun it's just fun running around the stage playing a magic flute you know and you know running from a snake and it's like a it's a fairy tale opera so a lot of crazy things happen in the opera that no one expects you know yeah yeah so it's pretty fun it's been pretty fun the act, the audience reacts well it's always nice to hear an applause or a laugh Mm. Or it's, it's you feel like ah you know yeah. ah, that's the moment Grat- oh, wow. gratitude you know for you and just like the feeling like you know what I'm doing you know it's it's great you know mm. I mean you sing for the audience but but you also if you really love it you really sing for yourself you know and to hear that other people are joining in on 
your parade is like, oh, this is awesome, you know? Because I, I don't really sing for the audience per se, although that's, you know, I do. I, I have, I mean, I love having an audience and it's nothing like having applause, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's because it's more like they're joining my, Mm. Like that's important. That's yeah, crazy. like my yeah. jumping on my my wagon instead of me trying to like reach something. You know what I mean? Yeah, instead yeah. of me trying to reach them, yeah. they're joining me. Kind of. That's the feeling. Do you I feel get. like that's a, in in that's in important aspect to performing? Like, do you think that like important mm, the the way that you you think about it, your mindset when going into these performances? Do you do you have like any advice? to maybe vocalists that are start stepping into this type of, you know, type of thing. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, how you think of your philosophy of your art is one of the biggest things of art. You know, one of the biggest things that draws art is creativity. It's a worldview. It's philosophy. It's your personality, you know. And how you view when you go on stage is, is you know, could be a night or day kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean... When someone goes on the stage with the attitude like, you know, I'm I'm great, you know, I'm great, I'm here because people love me and <laughs> applause for me and and yeah. you and you you know you're always yeah. doing these extra things, you know. People, I think sometimes, at least for me, I can tell in the audience where I'm like, oh, this person is it's not natural what they're doing. This is it's something that is forced. I feel like I'm being forced upon something's being forced upon me mm-hmm. as an audience member. Mm. And that's, you know, people don't like that, you know. It's, we have to go on the stage um, with the certain humility. I mean, (laughs) it's almost like, uh, it's almost (laughs) contrary to being humility, uh, humble to talk about humility, but, (laughs) but, uh, but we have to go on stage to um, feeling like in in a humble place to Mm -hmm. say, you know, because you, I mean, you're really nothing. You know, mm. you're just, you're somebody who is developing their talent for themselves, basically. And, but people just happen to like listening to you also. You know, they, it, I, I, I believe that, you know, every talent is a God-given thing. And it's our responsibility to use it and to give it back to the world because that's what we have it. The, um, the purpose of life is to find your gift but the meaning of life is using your gift. And so you find meaning in just singing mm, anywhere. Mm. I don't, it doesn't matter where, you know, but it, you know, it does feel good to be on stage and, and have an audience stand up and yeah. a round of applause and roars yeah. and, you know, all that. I mean, it feels, and there's nothing like that. It's like a, it's like a drug, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you deserve it because after all that hard work you put into, learning the, the songs and doing the, the, you know, translations and understanding the background of these performances. That's actually really amazing. I feel like the mindset of being humble or first off, I feel like you have that mindset set down, but do you, do you feel like it was like, it was a process of growing into, into that type of thinking or was it something that you've always had in heart? Well, I mean, I mean, I've always liked, I get, I'm an outgoing person. I like, you know, when, when there's a spotlight, I'm not, I'm not afraid to jump in it, but, um, but at the same time, I, I don't, you know, I just, it's, I just do music because I love music. 
I do. I sing this kind of music because it, I feel like I have to sing it. I just in my enemy. It's I just have to do it. It's like it's like it's like taking a fish out of water and make trying to make it walk. You know, mm. you, this fish has to swim. That's mm. what I feel like, like right, with this music. Like yeah, I have to I have to just sing this music. It's like it's just natural for me, and mm. I don't think about whether or not people really like me or mm. like my voice or mm. I mean I, 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 it, I'm so grateful for them afterwards yeah. I'm like oh yeah, I love your voice and oh thank you for this and thank you for that and that, I love that you know um, of course it feels great you know but I, I'm never satisfied with myself you know I, I'm always just trying to beat myself yesterday today in, my, in the practice room if I'm going to practice today I want to do it better than I did yesterday. And that's the best satisfaction I get. Not really what. How's that? How's that in performances? Do you try to out, outdo yourself in the performance before? Is it a similar thing? Yeah, definitely. Thing? Definitely. I, and that's the biggest thing, maybe, that I'm trying to beat my last performance when I'm on stage. And if I could beat my last performance, then I'm like, yes. <laughs> then I feel good. I knew I killed it. Yeah. I knew that that was like, that's good. That's progress for me. And if people like it, you know. They're gonna, and then that's even a more like you know uh, support for what you're doing, but it's it's about it's about just you know progressing yourself for at least for me you yeah. know, um, and that's the thing about the musician we're in this constant dark black hole that mm. I'm never satis never satisfied with yourself but that's what I guess brings good progress too you know yeah.